Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, and over speakerphone is the co-host, Marshall Macaluso. How are you What's doing? Up? He's just I'm good. Hey, this will be this will be the last speakerphone podcast for the foreseeable future. That's right. So, hey, if you, if you guys are you know I've hung on through this suspect audio quality, fear not, it's gonna be better when I move into Bradley on Sunday. Let's go. There you go. Um, speaking of moving, actually, I can't. I was trying to come up with a good transition there, and I could not. But we'll transition it to this way. Oh, speaking of college, here we go. College yeah, athletics. There you go. It's simple, baby. Seamless transition. Speaking of college athletics, there's a bombshell this week in the world of college football. The Big Ten uh, president decided that the Big Ten will be suspending its season. The Pac-12 also joined them. And they will not be having a season. Some of the other conferences came out. The uh, SEC said they're going to wait and get more information before they decide whether to play. Uh, but the Big Ten, as of right now, will not be playing college football this season. They're kind of the first domino to fall, which is going to be this. This will be big to see how these other conferences do because I have a feeling that some of these schools down in the South uh, they might be wanting. To play, and I would I would not be surprised if we saw some conference or some form of college football being played in the fall, but it'll look vastly different than what we've had in the past. And quite frankly, I'm not very surprised by this at all. We've been saying this for weeks. It's not very likely that they're going to have a season. Um, and I think a lot of the people have been saying is correct. The NCAA they don't want to deal with liability issues. This has nothing to do with player safety or anything. And while it would be very hard to put on a season during this pandemic, it could technically be done. We've seen some of these other professional leagues uh, get it done. But uh, for college, because they're not getting paid, there'd be liability issues, and you have all these lawyers uh, throthing at the mouth, ready to sue oh, yeah. some of these conferences if they were to play. So the NCAA is saying, hey, we don't want to deal with it. Let's push it back to the spring. But because they want to push it to the spring, that also kind of exposes the hypocrisy and, hey, we're doing this for the safety of our players because then you're going to have guys playing two seasons, one in the spring, uh, and then you're going to have to like a four-month break, and then you're going to go right back at it. And after the grind of a football season, you know your body's not going to be fully recovered by the time you have to report for camp again. And some of these guys, it'll be right before the NFL draft, so that wouldn't be good timing. One of them could get hurt. I just think the whole thing is a disaster. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, writing was on the wall. I, After, you know, baseball's had its problems, the NBA's been fine, but they, we've all known that, like, you know, it's because the NBA got that tiny roster size. They can do a bubble. College football can do a bubble. And I think the bigger story to me was, you know, obviously pretty much with every league that's kind of gone on a break or whatever, it's kind of up in the air. You see the players have this, like, joint statement, like, you know, we want to play, let us play stuff like that, you saw it with the NFL, you saw it with baseball, and you saw it with some college football players, namely uh, kind of the gold star of the NCAA right now, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I know Justin Fields is another one, talking about, you know, this is what, pretty much putting out a laundry list of things, uh, not that unreasonable, but it's all saying, you know, we want to play college football this year, um, for a variety of different reasons, you know, they love the game, want to get drafted, et cetera, et cetera, and the last one on the list was alluding to a potential union or a players association saying that they want representation for the players in all Power 5 conferences. And I think, you know, another big reason, you talk about liability, you know, this pandemic has shown that, you know, uh, 
that these uh, employees, the working people, you know, name it, you know, NFL players, MLB players, NBA players, you know, grocery store workers working at Amazon, everyone's saying, look, if you want me to do my job during this pandemic, you're going to have to pony up and give me, you know, a better minimum wage for a worker, or if you're an NBA player, you want this bubble, and if you're an NFL player, you want, you know, testing every other day, um, MLB players, you know, want the, their salaries, etc. They have demands, and... You know, they have player unions and they have lawyers and people go to bat for them and they get what they want. NBA makes this great bubble. College football doesn't have that. You know, and NCAA has gone so long without putting their players as employees because they're just, you know, student athletes. And so we've kind of got to the point where, you know, it's not safe and no one's going to look out for the, the football players. And so it's there's no chance it can ever happen. Uh, the NCAA has gotten a predicament for itself that – and. You know, it's kind of strange that a pandemic kind of forced this hand because, you know, with payments for players, stuff like that, it's been a long time coming. But it's a very interesting situation. I, for one, am just happy that I don't have a college football team that I particularly enjoy watching because I don't think I'd be able to see them play for a while. Well, the team I particularly enjoy watching are the Nebraska <laughs> Cornhuskers, and they made some news this week, too, uh, saying that they were thinking of leaving the Big Ten and they're going to find somewhere else to play this year. They were one of two teams in the Big Ten for their presidents to vote uh, against uh, not uh, not playing this year. Them and Iowa were the two schools in the Big Ten that uh, voted that they wanted to play. Uh, and, you know, Nebraska, listen, I, will, I, will, I would love to watch college football this fall. And I love the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But the fact that they're saying they're just gonna oh we're gonna take we're gonna go somewhere else to play is ridiculous. First off, you're not a relevant program anymore, and you just joined the Big Ten. So like the Big Ten's paying you millions of dollars in TV rent of you that you sold out to join that conference in the first place, and now you think you're just powerful enough to like oh well you know which conference wants to take us? Maybe if it was the '90s, then like yeah you'd have that power when you were actually good. But, you know, you're a doormat of the Big Ten. The only reason the Big Ten wants you around because it's a free five wins in a conference every year because they're a joke right now. So they don't have the authority to be walking around saying, oh, yeah, we're just going to leave conferences here. The Big Ten's been around for, like, over 100 years. If it was a Michigan or something that's been there from the beginning, then, yeah, then maybe they'd have some clout. But it's Nebraska, and they're new to the conference, and that's ridiculous. Secondly, if you're Nebraska and you really wanted to have a college football season, then you should have been wearing a damn mask and taking the safety protocols uh, seriously. Nebraska's governor has a man like uh, ordered that he's not going to mandate people to wear masks in public. So what do you think is going to happen? Like you, you, your state hasn't taken the necessary precautions or this corona thing seriously, and then you think you're going to get rewarded with a college football season? It's a joke. And the SEC, the same thing's going to happen down south. They're not going to take it seriously. They're going to have a college football season, and it's going to be a disaster. So I can understand why the Big Ten would say, like, hey, yeah, we don't want to deal with it. Uh, we're wiping our hands of the whole thing, and we're, we're not going to be held liable because this thing's going to be a disaster. What the college football needs, and like you said, because the players don't have much representation in all these schools, like they have their own presidents, and they're all in their own leagues. The NCAA should have a commissioner that's governing all the leagues so they can all get on the same page and have all the same protocols, and that would make putting on a season much easier than everyone all everyone for themselves. It's a free fall. We're going to be jumping conferences. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are going to play each other 12 times next. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's kind of sad, but, like, you know, 
We've said this in the past. I think it was Sean Doodle that said this. Sports are a reward of a functioning society, and most of these places that love college football, the Alabamas of the world, the um, you know down south, the Mississippis, Texas, Florida, they, yeah, Florida like they have not taken it seriously. So you're not going to get rewarded with college football, and it's going to be it's going to be too hard to do a bubble on these campuses. So I don't know. No, I, I that's a great point. I totally agree. And you know, going off the the safety thing, I mean, you know, you'd love to, you, you know, it, it, we're in a day and age where I don't think either of us really wants to talk politics on a sports podcast. But when you have the president of the United States and all these Republican senators saying, you know, we need college football. And yet, you know, like you said, like you don't wear a mask, you don't have a mask mandate, you don't follow the rules. What do you think is going to happen? Not, not. What's not going to happen is the ability to have 50, 60, 70 people on a roster playing each other, traveling around. I mean, it's ridiculous, and it's it's been a problem with the wins and the losses. Like you said, with the free fall, and kind of everyone's for themselves. You got different conferences. You know, you got the UCFs of the world going undefeated, same with the national champions. And then you have, you know, Notre Dame making the national championship because they're not in a conference, they're playing anyone. And look, in the past, it's whatever. It's just wins and losses in the columns, and it just affects seeding, and it's not a huge deal. But when it comes to time where there's a desperation for some unity that's shown and, like, a joint statement and a joint, you know, force to, you know, have safety protocols, look out for the players, and not just a money grab so that these colleges can fund their, you know, their buildings and stuff like that, it, it, we're totally lacking any leadership, and it's and and you know that I, it's not surprising to me. I as soon as this pandemic hit, and as soon as the United States can really get it under control, I feel like the NCAA was saying, "Oh crap, we're screwed," because they, they can't they can't function properly together to have a season. The other big thing here too is a lot. And I, if I'm a player, I would want to play too. Like who doesn't? So I don't yeah. fault them for trying to make a union and wanting to play. If you're Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, your job's on the line. Trevor Burrow would be bagging groceries right now if it wasn't like if his last season got canceled. So a lot of these seniors or something, you have a great senior year in college, all of a sudden your stock rises and you can get a job in the NFL. And that's what happened with Joe Burrow, and he made a ton of money because of his senior season. So if you're a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields and you're trying to improve your draft stock or you're some unknown, like yeah, of course you're gonna want a season. Don't fault them for that and wanting to, like, you know, come up with a union with safety protocols. But, you know, a lot of these coaches are completely out of touch with what's going on. Like, I think it was Ryan, Ryan Day for Ohio State and Scott Frost talking about this, too. They're, like, talking about, oh, yeah, let's just plow ahead with the season, you know, and, like, it'll be safe or whatever. Like, I'm not listening to a, co- a college football coach on my scientific medical advice. So of course they're going to say it's safe to play. I'm trusting the scientists here, not not a college football coach. They're so out of touch with what's going on right now. You had the thing. What what that uh, that that bought the UMass coach say? Yeah, UMass coach. He said, uh, I believe I can I can pull it up. He said, you know, my dad passed away in 2008. My biological mom OD'd in 2012. And to be honest with you, this is probably a tougher day than both of those on canceling the season. And I mean. You want to go even more to touch one of your point. Davo Sweeney back in uh, 2014, I can't quite remember when those Northwestern players tried to unionize. Uh, Davo Sweeney is on the record saying, we got enough entitlement in this country as it is to say these guys get nothing totally devalues an education. It just blows my mind. People don't want to quantify an education. And he doubles down saying, 
a blasphemous statement saying, quote, I didn't get into coaching to make money. Coaches weren't making any money when I got into coaching. It's what I wanted to do with my life, and I was able to do it because of my education. That's what changed my life. That's what changes everyone's life, which is just like, you know, screw your players, I guess. You said, oh, I'm not in it for the money, except for, you know, that 16 million or whatever contract that I got is, you know, just an added bonus to my job. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, we talked about it earlier with the social justice kind of rift with, you know, Dabo Sweeney was one of the coaches that we talked about. How, you know, you're, you're a player, you're a young 20-year-old player trying to make it, trying to get drafted to the NFL, see what you can do with your career. And you realize with through, you know, whatever it is, a pandemic or a social justice reform, that you and your coach don't really have the same interests in mind when it comes to, you know, your career. I mean, these, you know, Nebraska saying, oh, well, you know, let's, we'll just find our own conference and play because we want to fund oh, yeah. the college. Here's another kicker, too. Their athletic director said he was open to having fans in the stands as well. Yeah. So how the hell is that going to work? It's, uh... All about the Benjamins, baby. And this is one of those rare situations where I don't really have a distinct side. Well, I guess the player side, but, like, it's ugly from all angles. Like, if you go layer by layer, it's bad that all these conferences are not unified. It's bad that the presidents are voting one thing. Hey, we don't want to be held responsible. We're not going to play. But then all the players and coaches in their universities are saying, no, no, we want to play. Let's get this thing figured out. It's bad that you got states that have no regard for the social distance. Like if this was taken seriously earlier, we wouldn't even be worrying about this. And it's pretty hypocritical, like you were saying, that these states like Florida and Texas and Alabama or Nebraska, they really want college football and are pushing back the hardest. They weren't taking this pandemic seriously to begin with. So if they were taking it seriously, then we'd be having college football to begin with. It's ugly from so many layers. Uh, it's uh, it, it's, it's, it's sad because, you know, it's, a lot of people's Saturdays revolve around college football. You take a small town like an Auburn. There's nothing in Auburn except for that university. It's a really small town. And you have these tailgaters and boosters and alumni that they come in on Wednesday to start tailgating for a game day through Saturday, and they're spending all this money. They're staying in the hotels. They're buying stuff. 75%. Of the town of Auburn, like our surrounding Auburns, their revenue comes from the college football season. So yeah. it's not only going to affect these players and coaches, it's going to affect a lot of people around these surrounding neighborhoods, around college campuses, that they, you know, they depend on a college football season to make their, their revenues. And the whole thing is just sickening. Uh, and a spring season would be a joke. Because it's not really a spring season. They're going to be starting in January. They're going to be freezing. And they're going to ask some of these guys to play two full college football seasons in the span of a year, which would be... That'd be horrible. Like no one's body's gonna be able to stand that. That's a mess. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to feel worse about the state of American sports, I'll do a little transition into the Champions League real quick. Today we had a German team of RB Leipzig play a Spanish team and Atletico Madrid in Portugal, and it was all good. I know. Well, I almost say Atletico Madrid did have two recent coronavirus cases like a week ago but they were able to still play um as the champions league quarterfinals are halfway done and hey but some usa positivity and let atletico lost to rb leipzig two to one uh by 86 minutes goal for leipzig by american uh tyler adams so there you go america in the soccer world is moving up uh Bayern versus barcelona's tomorrow and Manchester City versus Leon is on Saturday. That should be exciting. 
But, you know, I 